from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for the Saints and the Pelicans. Greetings, everyone. I'm Sean Kelly, and hello from Studio B on Airline Drive as we come to you this Thursday. It'll be a busy one over here on campus today. Of course, we've got the Pelicans back on the practice floor and then departing for their two-game road trip out east. The NFL is all abuzz as the Combine gets underway in Indianapolis today. And, of course, the Key Saints personnel is up in Indy for that event. And our own John DeShazer is on his way to Indianapolis as well to cover the Combine for you on NewOrleansSaints.com. And, of course, we've got a basketball game to talk about from last night as the Pelicans were at home to open up the uh, proverbial second half of the season, the final 30 after the All-Star break. Unfortunately, they lost to the New York Knicks at Smoothie King Center, 98-91. Producer Dan is here, of course, and I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks again for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean Kelly Live, and certainly follow this show on Twitter, at Black Blue Report, where you'll find all the daily lineups for all of our guests and uh, themes to the shows Monday through Friday. Of course, you can help us spread the word, too. And if you haven't taken advantage of the new Pelicans app, please do so. It's uh, free to you on your Apple or Android device. And uh, not only will you be able to find the Black and Blue Report, but also now the radio broadcast of Pelicans games. You'll get, of course, all the stories that Jim Eichenhofer is doing on Pelicans.com, team schedule, stats, and a whole lot more, as I mentioned. All right, so let's talk about the game last night real quick. Um, the Pelicans fall to the Knicks 98-91. And Carmelo Anthony was the star of the game for the victorious Knicks, who are now 21-33. and 33. Melo had 42 last night. He hit some big shots in the fourth quarter. But really, the Pelicans held the uh, Knicks to just 20 points in the fourth. The, uh, the damage probably was done mostly in the second period. Carmelo really put the uh, Pelicans in a hole. And the Knicks, despite being outshot by the Pelicans in that stretch of the ball game, took advantage of... Uh, Pelicans turnovers. They scored a pile of points off of what turned out to be 11 turnovers in the first half last night. And uh, New York outscored New Orleans in the second in all, 30-23. to 23. Otherwise, it was tight the rest of the way. Pelicans could not uh, put it all together and get a comeback in the fourth. Eric Gordon was really good through three. He had 28 points by the end of the third quarter last night, but then uh, went to zero in the fourth. Got into the game with just a little under five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Did get two looks, one of which was blocked, a three-point attempt, but uh, otherwise was quiet. So the leading scorer in the game for New Orleans uh, did not contribute in the fourth quarter, and that certainly hampered the comeback. 14-10 and 10 for Anthony Davis last night. That's his 24th double-double of the season. Ryan Roberts continues to play well. Uh, he had been averaging just over 16 points a game in the five games prior to the All-Star break. Last night he had 10 on four of eight shootings, so rather efficient, also had four assists. And then Austin Rivers had one of his better games of late. Rivers, in the five games prior to the All-Star break, had only been shooting at 26% from the field. But uh, last night, 
Rivers went six for 10, including a three, and ended up with 14 points. He led all Pelicans bench scorers in a loss last night. Our own John DeShazer did catch up with Austin in the postgame locker room, and that's uh, one of our segments today here on the Black and Blue Report. Also on the basketball side on today's show, a real treat. Got to visit last night with one of the NBA's 50 greatest players, a Hall of Famer and a legend in Walt Clyde Frazier. One-on-one -on -one with him during today's Black and Blue Report. And we'll also feature some football as uh, John DeShazer stops by to uh, give us a preview of the NFL Combine. He'll be back tomorrow on the show, too, to give us his day one report. Uh, the Combine begins in earnest today. A lot of medical stuff, uh, measurements. Some of the interviewing process begins. But uh, Coach Philbin from the Dolphins is holding a press conference today up in Indy. And uh, they've had, you know, the problems all season long with the offensive line situation. Looks like their offensive line coach is out. Their trainer is out, which defies logic, at least in my eyes. But uh, for the first time, really, uh, Coach Philbin's going to address the whole matter in completion, I think, today. So that, that may overshadow day one of what is a, an annual meeting of the minds of the NFL, the NFL Combine up in Indianapolis. But again, Saints personnel are there. Uh, they're in place. And John DeShazer will be joining them today. He'll be giving, giving us a report here shortly as well on uh, what is to come over the next few days at the NFL Combine. And, again, we'll look forward to him tomorrow to get us uh, some names and some visit with those who are all involved in uh, one of the bigger off-season moments of the NFL calendar. So a good show for you today. Glad you're with us. Certainly you can always email us uh, your feedback. That, the email address is radio at pelicans.com, radio at pelicans.com. If during this offseason or the basketball season there's a guest you'd like us to bring to you on Black and Blue Report, uh, see that email as a suggestion box. Otherwise, Twitter will do uh, just fine. All right, so coming up on the program, as we mentioned, NFL Combine, Austin Rivers, and Walt Clyde Frazier. And we'll jump into things with a wrap on last night and John's visit with Austin Rivers right after this. SiriusXM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. SiriusXM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Direct, fades and fires the rainbow 18-foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to SiriusXM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the SiriusXM app. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight this Monday, February 24th, when the Los Angeles Clippers come to town. Tip-offs at 7 p.m. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30 and features live music, the Zataran Season Ticket Garden, and interactive games for the kids. Tickets are limited and are available while supplies last by calling 504-525-HOOP or by visiting pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. As we mentioned, travel day for the Pelicans. That comes after practice. The NBA trade deadline is today. Uh, if we have any news for you on the Pelicans front, you'll find that at pelicans.com as soon as it happens. Otherwise, don't forget to tune in tonight to the Monty Williams Radio Show. It's yours on WWL-FM at 8 Central. It's our longest visit of the week with head coach Monty Williams. Daniel will also look back at Anthony Davis's All-Star Weekend. And, of course, he'll recap the days and news with regard to the NBA trade deadline. 
As we mentioned in the first segment, the Knicks beat the Pelicans last night, 98-91. Austin Rivers led the New Orleans bench scores with 14, and John DeShazer sat down in the locker room after the ball game to visit with Austin. Austin, one of your better offensive games, but you guys don't get the result you want coming out of the All-Star break. Yeah, um, you know, they just mellow hit some tough shots down the stretch. Um, and uh, just a couple of plays we just, you know, didn't execute. Um, and, you know, Mello Mel, Mel just hit some big, t- you know, some tough shots. And, uh, you know, just a couple of plays, you know, just a couple of plays. Um, I think we're just a difference of us winning and losing. Were they able to get you guys out of rhythm a little bit at the end of quarters? I mean, it seemed particularly tough to score at the end of quarters. Um, no, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I just don't think we finished our quarters our best. Um, you know, I don't know if it was anything they did or if it was just self-inflicted. Um, you know, uh, we just made you know, some, some mistakes we usually don't do, um, some stuff we'll look at tomorrow in practice. You seem to get it going offensively. Was there anything particular you saw out of that defense that allowed you to, you know, kind of do what you do? No, I just um, try to go out there and be me. Um, and uh, we got good looks. Um, and uh, I think we, when we attacked, we were able to get what we wanted uh, for, for everybody. Uh, I think we just put our foot in the pedal at times and take it off, take it off, put it on, you know. I think we just got to keep the pressure on and continue to execute and get stops and we'll be all right. Is that something you guys are kind of still weaving through, you know, to, to maintain that aggressiveness throughout? Yeah, it's hard. You know, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those things where we have to mentally uh, get that, you know, in our brain and just keep moving forward. You know, like I said, you know, we made just a couple mistakes, and we are a team that when we're aggressive the whole game, we win. Um, so, you know, tonight I think we are aggressive most of the game, but you go against guys or teams that have guys like Melo and, you know, other scores, you know, um, you know, it's tough, you know, especially if they come off a loss uh, yesterday. So we, uh, you know, we know they're going to come out and try to be uh, aggressive tonight. So, you know, we just got to keep our head up, keep moving forward, keep learning from our mistakes. Now you guys go on a quick road trip, two games. Um, what are your, your thoughts heading into the road trip? Well, we've been decent on the road this year. Um, I'm looking to, get, you know, go 2-0. You know, I know it's easy said than done. We play Charlotte, who's playing a lot better, I think, than the playoffs. Um, and so the Wizards. So we're playing two playoff teams. Um, so it's going to be two good games. We just got to go in there and, like I said, um, uh, just play our game the whole game. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, John, Austin, thank you very much. Hopefully a win is on the horizon here for the Pelicans as they take on the Charlotte Bobcats tomorrow night and the Washington Wizards on Saturday. More basketball in just a moment as we sit down with NBA legend Walt Clyde Frazier after this. Okay. You've just been told you have a serious heart issue, congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. 
Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Well, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It's not often we have two former Salukis uh, on the show together, but uh, our guest is Walt, Walt Clyde Frazier. He's one of, of course, the NBA's 50 greatest players, a Nixon NBA legend, and uh, in town for Nixon Pelicans this week. Clyde, i got to say this. I was thinking about you this past weekend because with the All-Star game here in New Orleans, I saw a lot of interesting fashion choices, and I don't think anyone can still measure up to, uh, to your flair for the uh, – uh, the haberdashery, as they say. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I missed that game, but I'll be in New York with all my splendor for the next All-Star game. What do you think of these young guys trying to make these statements that you and other pioneers in NBA fashion made so many years ago? Yeah, I think it's fun. I think uh, basketball players are like models. They're, they're tall and slim, so whatever they put on, they're going to look good. And So I, I like the idea, because remember when they had the dress code? I thought it was long overdue. I mean, most of these guys are millionaires, so when they go to the game, go to work, they should look like it. So it's only for like three, four hours, so they should come dressed appropriately, and uh, I think this is just a continuation or extension of that. Do any of these young guys, are they smart enough to seek you out for some advice? No, I think I amuse them sometimes with my stuff. You know, they call me old school, but I have a lot of different styles, so uh, I, I, I just take it all in fun, take it in stride. I'm anxious for your thoughts about Anthony Davis. We're watching him grow here in his second year. How much of you of him have you seen, and, and what's your what's your thought on him? Yeah, I've seen him. I'm, his numbers are astounding. 2010-3. Uh, he runs the court like a gazelle. He uncanny leaping ability is 6'10". The only thing can, can deny him greatness is injuries. You know, he seemed to be a little injury prone early on. I think the last time we met them, he, he injured his hand or something. And was out, but other than that, man, this this kid is a fantastic player. You know, we talk about the All Star break as being kind of the start of the second half, even though we're well past the the second half point. Are there some storylines, and maybe specifically for the Eastern Conference, that stick out for you as to what we might see over these final 30 to 35 games for these two for these teams in the East? Yeah, more futility, ineptitude, <laughs> surprises. I mean, I thought the cream would rise to the top, primarily with the Knicks and the Nets. You know, we were picked to be favorites in our conferences, and it hasn't happened. Uh, the Nets have done better uh, riding in their ship rather than the Knicks, but the Knicks are still struggling right now, sometimes defense, sometimes offense, sometimes both. So they haven't really found the right <clears throat> chemistry to become a winning team. And right now, if the playoffs started, they would not be in the playoffs, but the Nets would. So the conference is pretty much uh, Miami, Indiana, Chicago, you know, Atlanta's lurking around, but uh, other than that, everybody else has been a disappointment. I always refer to New York as the world headquarters of basketball. How much does it hurt our game when the New York team, or now in this case, the New York teams are not doing well? Yeah, and the L.A. team is not doing not well. True, yeah. <laughs> Chicago is struggling. So now you look at all the teams in the small markets, Oklahoma City, Portland, all these different teams are thriving. So it definitely hurts the league in a way. And, that's why it's good to have a super team like when we had Chicago. People love to hate them. Now it's Miami. So I think it's good for the game when you have those type of dominant teams. And it, it attracts people to the game that normally not basketball to, uh, fans. I hate to limit it to two guys, but the conversation right now is Kevin Durant LeBron James. Who's one and who's two in your eyes? Well, this year I go with uh, Durant. There's no comparison with the scoring ability and shooting. Durant is head and shoulders over over uh, 
over James, and he's also closing the gap on dishing defense, rebounding. So I, I think in a couple of years, LeBron's going to have a couple of have problems being the best player in the NBA. I mean, this guy, I, I often look at him and I go, who could guard him? I, I'm supposed to be one of the better defensive players. I'm too short. You know, James is a joke when he tried to guard the guy. He has no clue of what to do with him. So at 6'10", he's like Magic Johnson with his handle, but he has a shot. <laughs> you know, he can shoot the three ball, he can post you, he can pass, and he seems to want to be the best. So I would say in the long run, he's going to be the, the premier player in the league in a couple of years. I can see it in your eyes when you talk about young men like that, and even when you were discussing Davis a few moments ago, I get the feeling that you think the game is healthy right now. Is that the case? Yeah, we have a lot of young, prominent stars that are coming up, uh, most of them in the Western Conference. When I, when I look at guys, when you talk about 2010 guys, uh, you got Griffin, you got Aldridge, you, you know, you got Love, uh, we got Davis that we were talking about. All these guys are in the Western Conference, and, and they're young, very young players. So I, I think the league is very he uh, healthy in that respect. But my thing with the All-Star game is when I played, there were 16 teams, mm -hmm. and they had 12 players. Now you have 30 teams, and you still have 12 players? Come on, man. You, you should have at least 15 players on each team. And for the NBA not to do that is foolish. It would cost them nothing to enhance. It's something to say Anthony Davis, but it's something else to say all-star Anthony Davis. So the NBA could do that by adding three more guys to each team, and a lot of those guys are deserving. Like this year, look how many guys were left off that oh, should yeah. have been on the team. Yeah, There's no question. I think you're absolutely right on that. Good to see you again, sir, and uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I, I think things will be better in the East as, as this rolls along, I hope. I hope. Hopefully for the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. All right, go Salukis. But yes, sir, go dogs. That's Walt Clyde Frazier. Uh, the only thing I have in common with him other than the Salukis well is nothing. So his greatness is uh, truly appreciated here on the Black and Blue Report. Your mission, win your share of up to $3 million in free play and prizes. M-Life presents License to Thrill, only at Beau Rivage. You could win a trip to London, even a new Mercedes E350. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday. Up to 800 winners. So play for the thrill. License to Thrill. You belong at the Bow. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. The NFL Combine is this weekend, and we continue with our coverage on the Black and Blue Report as we invite John Shazer in from NewOrleansSaints.com. Off to the Combine in Indianapolis, he goes on this Thursday, and he'll be up there amongst all the others around the NFL as this is a big offseason meeting of team executives, coaches, and hopefuls, J.D., 
It's all of us become uh, a real milestone in the offseason when everybody heads to Indy. Yeah, um, pretty much uh, you have the Senior Bowl, which, you know, is the, is the first wave of it. But really the, uh, the combine is where you will find every team. Not that you don't find them at the Senior Bowl, but here you get a chance to get guys to sit down with teams, probably have extensive interviews. This is where a lot of guys make their impression off the field. Um, we already know that the, the top prospects nowadays, for whatever reason, do not like to work out at the combine. In fact, um, the only guy who has pretty much confirmed he's going to work out as a top, you know, top ten type pick is the quarterback um, Blake Bortles from Central Florida. But for the most part, you know, those guys work out at their own pro days. But uh, yeah, this is an opportunity for those guys to meet up with NFL franchises, go through the interview process, and uh, hopefully try to make a good impression. Yeah, AJ McCarron was in Sports Illustrated not too uh, long ago. I guess this week's issue saying that uh, he was undecided on whether he would throw at Pro Day or not. And then he explained it's hard to get the timing down with guys or receivers, is what he's talking about, that he normally doesn't spend time with. So to that extent, I guess I get it a little bit. You want to put your best foot forward, and why not in your own Pro Day on campus with a lot of rehearsing? But at the same time, uh, is, the, is the universal interviewing process is is that the greatest benefit, I guess, for the teams? Well, it pretty much is. But let, let's let's back that thing up now. Let's be honest here. I mean, your quarterback—they ask you to throw a twelve-yard, you know, twelve-yard out. You throw it where the guy's supposed to be. You know, they're judging your arm strength uh, as much as anything. Uh, they can't judge your savvy and, and your and your your pocket awareness and all those things at the combine. They're not going to get that. They'll see that on film. But what they want to see, you know, in person is you throw into a guy and throwing it where the guy's supposed to be and that kind of thing. Yeah, you're going to obviously look great at your own pro day. If you, if you look bad at your own pro day, you shouldn't get drafted. You really got to really not play well because you've rehearsed it for months upon months upon months and weeks upon weeks. You've had an entire season. Then you've had the entire off season to do it. So, yeah, most of these guys who have their pro days are going to look as well as they ever look. Guys are going to run the best 40 of their life because they've been running 40-yard dashes. They should bench press well because they've been working on that particular aspect. They should jump well. They should shuttle run well. They should do the cone drills well. They should throw well. Really, a lot of this, I think in terms of the combine, is you want to see if guys are willing to get into that competition aspect of it. So that's why you want to see an A.J. McCarron get in there, and that's why you want to see you know, um, uh, a, a Teddy Bridgewater get into it. Now, obviously, you know, you can you can lose some steam in there too because if you get a guy who is a projected fourth-round pick and he's a quarterback from Podunk and he comes out and throws better than you do, now all of a sudden, you know, people start looking at you. But, you know, I don't think one day, one workout should tear down a complete body of work. And I think these guys have a little bit more fear about working at the, out, out at the combine than they should. Yeah, I guess, I guess I'm in the same camp as you as far as one day should not make or break your draft position, which can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. And I know that so many NFL executives still rely on the old eyeball test. I want to see them in pads. Yeah. I want to see that quick first step. I want to see them engage an opponent. All those things still play into it. I will say this, though, and the New Orleans Saints have made good use, I'm sure, of the combine weekend because it seems this is where you can find out a little bit more about that, that um, unpolished player or the lesser-known guy that you may be able to get in the right round at the right price 
and turn into a nice NFL player. Yeah, this is where you find Jari Evans. You discover more about him. Now, he's obviously been seen before, but this is where you really find out if this guy is a guy that you want to you want to spend a draft pick on. This is where you discover a Marcus Colston. This is where you get you know more intimate details and you get a good feel for Jimmy Graham. This is where you find those guys. I would say probably from you know third round on maybe because first and second round is those guys that you know they want to maximize their stock and they want to get it you know get it done at their pro day. But you have a lot of guys who might be a little bit fringe who says you know let me get out here and run a good time. This is where you find your Teron Armsteads. Now all of a sudden a guy who might be a sixth round pick you look at him and he runs a little bit better than you maybe thought or maybe he's a little bit better shape than you thought you know you look at those size and measurements from college and you know everybody fudges but if you find a guy who actually might be 6'5 and 320 and who can run a 478 then you look at him a little bit different and you say you know what maybe we'll move up from this you know we had this guy projected at sixth round maybe he's worth you know fourth round so now that's where you find these guys in this setting and those are to be those will be the guys who'll be doing the, the most working out all right do you have a battle plan yet for your coverage this weekend have you got kind of your arms around it yet, or do you have to kind of get your feet on the ground first? Well, a little bit of both. We got got a, um, a fluid plan, but uh, you know we're going to hit the ground and, and talk to our guys on Thursday, and and uh, hopefully you know get with uh, Coach Sean Payton and get with General Manager um, Mickey Loomis and get some words from those guys that we can put on the black and blue as well as on the uh, on NewOrleansSaints.com, and we're going to get some players too. I mean, certainly there are LSU guys there. Uh, you know, we might have a, a two-lane interview or two if Ryan Grant, the wide receiver, is going to be there. And then, you know, just local kids from Louisiana who might be, you know, with another university, but they're there at the Combine trying to show their wares and, and move up and, and improve their draft stock. But uh, certainly we'll be concentrating on, on our locals. Have you been before? Never been before, okay. so I'm not exactly yeah. sure how it operates, to be honest with you. I'm going to hit the ground running and, uh, and see what shakes out. So, yeah, we'll see. Very cool. Coverage on NewOrleansSaints.com, of course. And, John, you'll be on the telephone tomorrow for Black and Blue Report, kind of with your day one report. I'm sure you'll probably have learned a lot <laughs> in your first 24 hours by that point. Yeah, like I said, um, you know, it's, it's the largest gathering, I think, of, of pro prospects that you can find because the Senior Bowl is limited to a certain, um, uh, a certain allotment of players. you got a, uh, an East team or a West team or a North or South. I can't remember which directions they use. But, uh, <laughs> but you only have two teams worth, whereas at the Combine, you have everybody who's anybody, and even the guys who aren't going to work out usually still show up to do the interview process. So you have anybody who's anybody who will be in Indianapolis trying to, trying to improve his stock. Very good. Safe travels to you, sir, and we will uh, talk to you tomorrow for your first report on the uh, NFL Combine. Thank you, sir. I'll try to stay dry in Indy. I think it's supposed to rain, and then it's going to get cold again, but that's no surprise because everywhere I've been has been cold. Uh, this is very true. The Polar Express Tour for John DeShazer continues. And we'll continue on Black and Blue Report right after this quick timeout. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. 
Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features, plus sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Taking a break from Mayor Landrew's pothole repair crew. Once again, here's Sean Kelly. I very much enjoyed being with you on this Thursday, and I very much enjoy your participation in the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We call it No Appointment Radio. It's yours most every weekday, just afternoon central. And you can pick it up at any point in your day, whatever you may be doing. Perhaps we'll uh, share some time on the treadmill with you, or perhaps out walking the dog. You can get that, of course, on the Pelicans app, the uh, Saints app, and, of course, the two-team websites, NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. And then, as always, uh, on iTunes, and that's yours for free as well. All right, so the NBA trade deadline is this afternoon. You may be listening to this podcast after it has passed. Uh, we'll have the latest news for you tonight on the Monty Williams radio show. That's at 8 Central. Otherwise, full coverage at Pelicans.com if anything goes down regarding the Pelicans. And then we'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. Uh, Thomas Morstead tomorrow on the program. Also, John DeShazer from the NFL Combine. More previewing of the uh, road trip for the Pelicans as they head to Charlotte and D.C. And who knows what else. We'll see you then. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody. And for Daniel Salerson, Walt Clyde Frazier, John DeShazer, and Austin Rivers, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.